Hey everyone, and welcome to the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network. This is your host, David Rodriguez, with my co-host Ryan Keelan and Kirby Lupel. Ryan, Kirby, we're eight games into this season now. Been seen a little bit of the Panthers now, 10% of the way along the way of this season. Ryan, we'll start with you. How are you doing? And uh, some quick thoughts on the season so far. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing pretty well. Solid start to the season so far, which we'll talk about, you know, missing a couple, a key guy like Ekblad. Um, so yeah, I think we're doing good so far. Kirby, how are we doing over there, my friend? Yeah, not bad. Um, keeping busy, obviously with the post game spaces. I've missed a few over the last week here. So I've been watching some of the Panther games, uh, later in the evenings and on replay and getting to all those tweets and replies and everything like that. But, uh, yeah, it's been kind of like Panthers staying afloat right now, treading water. That's all I really wanted from them. So kind of pleased with the team overall we're going to get into some individuals later that we might be pleased with might not be but overall team wise can't complain too much panthers have had a tough schedule to start the year they got to start taking advantage here um in the next week or two though with a little easier schedule but now some more injuries piling up yeah again i want to remind everyone of our new partnership as well with SeatGeek. before we get going into that uh reminder that if you use code fla panthers fc you can get 20 dollars off your first order on SeatGeek. So with the partnership with the Florida Panthers and ourselves as ambassadors for SeatGeek, it's a good combination to get some cheap tickets for the upcoming games uh, featuring Connor Bedard. You've got Johnny Gaudreau. You've got Carolina coming in. So just a reminder to use that code as you get ready for the Panthers games as when they come home. Also want to remind everyone that the NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up new customers with an offer that's even stronger. Bet $5 on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. DraftKings is also not stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every day this November. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet $5 on the NHL. Reminder, that's THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. So yeah, like you guys said, the Panthers are now eight games into the season, four, three, and one. We knew that the Panthers were going to have some injuries at the start. We've had some news that Brandon Montour and Aaron Eckblad seem like they're on track to maybe becoming a little bit avail- available a little bit sooner, probably before that Thanksgiving uh, break that they have in between there. So yeah, we've known that last time we recorded, the Panthers were coming home. They got uh, three out of four wins at home against Toronto, San Jose, and Seattle lost against Vancouver, and then they most recently just lost to Boston in overtime in Boston. So quickly talking about those games, Ryan, anyone that stood out to you overall in these eight games? I know we've had some players that have started hot, some not so hot. So hot. So Ryan, Kirby, we'll start with one of you guys, see who you guys think is done, you know, a bit better than we had expected or a little bit worse. Ryan, do you have one to give us off the top here? No, you can go, Kirby. It's fine. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. You want my positive guy or negative? Yeah. Positive, please. Positive. Well, I'm going to go with the guy that I pumped up all uh, summer long, Nico Mikola. I just think he's been one of our top three to top five players uh, to start this season. Um, He's been a steadying force, kind of in that middle pairing role. And something that people have to remember when they're looking at Mikola and Kulikov pairing on nights that maybe they're not in love with certain periods or certain shifts of their game. Nico Mikola, I'm telling you now, I'm going to guarantee it. He's going to be playing with Aaron Eckblad on the top pairing or Brandon Montour on the middle pairing on that left-handed D side. So again, when he's with a better partner than an aging Kulikov, he's going to look a lot better there 
as well when he comes back. Uh, sorry, when Ekblad and Montour get back in the lineup. Um, again, he's one of those Zito guys. He's initiating the rush. He could have two, three goals already by now. Remember, I predicted a couple podcasts ago, five-plus goals on the year. He almost got a second or third in front of the net. I think it was in that Seattle game there. So uh, he had, what, 10 attempted shots on net one game, I believe it was. And just defensively, what he's doing, his range, his stick, um, and his mobility. He did get caught in the Boston game. That was maybe um, one goal this year that's been allowed where it was kind of on him. But overall, like you cannot complain about this guy's um, overall game and how he's really fit into this Panthers team. And I'm loving that we have him signed for the next few years. Yeah, so far, just looking at the defensive pairings, him and Kulikov have provided a little bit more offense than the other ones have with about 3.06 goals expected per 60 minutes. They've also been allowing the most, but uh, I think, like you said, Kirby, he's been pushing up on the rush relatively confidently and his skating is much much more underrated than we had originally anticipated. I know you alluded that uh, over the summer. Um, so yeah, Mikula for sure has for me has been five out of five stars to start solid overall. Ryan, anyone from you? I mean, positivity, let's just go. That's hard for me. We'll do Sam Reinhardt. I mean, eight goals. No one else on the team has more than three. So, I mean, he's absolutely carrying us right now. And uh, I know we'll talk about the extension and everything but i i feel like it's coming really soon so that's that's going to be my positive yeah reinhardt now with eight goals through the eight games it took him about 35 games last year guys i don't know if you know this about 32 34 games to get to eight goals last year and he's done that in eight games played so 11 what's his shooting percent with david what's his shooting percentage reinhardt because last year it had to be Uh, in in october november it had to be around like six percent yeah i want to say it's around like 22 percent right now uh, last time I checked, hold on, it's right here, 25.8%. So one out of every four shots is hitting the back of the net. Um, so on fire, he leads the Panthers in expected goals and is, I believe, third overall in expected goals in the NHL behind only Austin Matthews. Austin and Tyler. Matthews. Yeah, Tyler Toffoli and Sidney Crosby. So, yeah, good point there, Reinhardt on fire. My, um, I guess, positive player so far this year, although he missed one game, I think Alexander Barkov has looked amazing in uh-huh. probably 90% of the time he's been on the ice. Just the way he controls the play five on five on the power play. Obviously, it's been a bit of a struggle to say the least. Uh, I think they're around 15, 16% after that Boston game. So five on four, they haven't been necessarily the best, but I want to say Alexander Barkov, he's looking a lot faster. He's looking a lot more just overall in the zone, it seems like in a lot of these moments. So at four, three and one, I I think Barkov has kind of been doing what he's been, what we know he's capable of doing while maybe some of the others haven't necessarily picked up as much of the slack that the, um, the guys we know that are missing are. So David, yeah, David, just on the Barkov front, people were so excited to see that goal against Boston, how he came out on that 2-1 play. But go back and look at the second goal. He created that whole play, and it was a welcome to the NHL moment for youngster uh, Poitras, Potras, however you want to pronounce his name, with Boston. He was so frustrated by getting his pocket picked by Barkov there. Just go back and look at that full play there, and that, that just shows how the Panthers' first line has been so dominant, not only offensively, but defensively this year. Yeah, just that overall top line. Ryan Hurt, Rodriguez, and Barkov is just... It's, it's been elite since they got together, I believe, after the fourth or fifth game. Um, it's just been one of the best in the NHL, if, just from my eyes and just from watching quite a few more games. So, yeah, positivity from those guys for sure. Negative-wise, anyone that has stood out that maybe you thought could maybe take an extra jump or just stay at the same pace as last year that maybe hasn't, 
So we'll start with you, Kirby, again, just maybe one player um, that you think has just been under, a little bit underwhelming. Yeah, just briefly here, we talked off the air. You guys were kind of uh, consensus with this one on me. I think he's number one. And this is a guy that I was picking on during the playoffs last year. There wasn't many players in the playoffs that I was picking on. I thought Ekblad started to play better in the playoffs. Mark Stahl even had his positive moments in the playoffs last year, dare I say. But a guy that struggled in the playoffs last year and I feel has really struggled this season is uh, Josh Mahura. Um, I'm looking at his ice time here. It's 1225. It's down from 1402 last year. And when I'm seeing that, I'm like, we need defensemen right now to give us time on ice. We need them to give us quality minutes because Montour's out of the lineup. Ekblad's out of the lineup. You know, the thing that just happened with OEL here. So we need that from these defensemen. And I don't see him progressing with us like a lot of fans envisioned him to. I don't see the power play time. I don't really see him contributing really much on the PK. This is all five on five time. And he's down a minute and a half from last year. So was he a product of Racco Gudis? And are we learning that that was probably the case? Because remember back to last year, David, first two months of the season, our best pairing, again, we had Monter having a great year. We had other guys doing certain things, but our best pairing to start last season for the first two months was Josh Mahura and Racco Gudis. Gudis goes down with the injury. Mahura starts to regress a little bit. Gudis comes back in the lineup. I don't think Mahura ever hit the same stride again, and he hasn't seen that same stride since early last year. So again, I'm not expecting him to create offense, to be our number one defenseman with these guys out of the lineup, but he is one of the two returning Florida Panthers on the blue line. And for him to kind of play how he has individually, I don't, I just don't think it's acceptable. And he could be the odd man out when uh, Montour and Ekblad get back in the lineup. Yeah, very good points right there, Kirby. Mahara with three points in eight games with three assists, no goals so far to start the season. So Ryan, not sure if you want to add to that one or if you have another player on on, on your eye. No, I, I got one. I mean, I, one I'm not worried about at all. And then, you know, one I'm kind I'm getting worried about. The one I'm not worried about, Kachuk, obviously, just needs to put the puck in the net, but that's obviously going to happen. The one I'm worried about is, is going to be Lundell. I mean, he had a great rookie year. He had uh, 44 points and 65 games. And then last year dipped a little bit, but then, you know, made up for it in the playoffs. But this year, he only has two points again. So I'm starting to get worried about him, a first-round pick. He's 22 now. It's time to make that that leap. You know, I, I believe we were talking about it before. Like, we, we thought it would happen. It's just something's not clicking right now. Obviously, his defense is great, but the offense has to come. We need we need some more secondary scoring for sure. Yeah, so far, Lundell with no goals and two assists through eight games. He only has nine shots on goal through eight games, which is less than players like OEL, Mikula's got double his amount of shots. Uh, nine goal, nine shots for eight games isn't going to get it done. And I think we had projected him over under 50 points. So with Bennett out of the lineup uh, for the first six games and then or seven games, and then him getting re-injured, what looks like to be a week-to-week injury uh, from that result after Boston, Lundell, again, is going to be at an elevated spot in the lineup that, yeah, like you said, Ryan, he does relatively well on the defensive end of the zone. But we're going to need a little bit more from him on the offensive side of the puck as well. And I guess that kind of ties in with mine, which is E2 Lissarainen, who as well only has one assist on the season and has only eight shots on goal in eight games played. So both pretty much pretty much underwhelming. And we both were high on and we were all three of us were high on him on them in our preseason predictions with Lissarainen around 40 points and Lundell around uh, 50. So with one and two after eight. Uh, those 40 and 50s are not looking within reach at all. So, David, I think you were the lowest on Lusto, though. For yeah, I just, well, I thought because the the lineup was going to be a little bit 
more packed with Bennett being healthy. And then, you know, obviously he went down in the preseason Then he got that opportunity on that second line. Was it producing Lundell was jumping up to that second line at certain points during the game. And now Lester Ryan, looks like he's kind of lost in limbo right now with either being on the, on the second line or on the third line. So yeah, just real, no consistency from them both offensively per se. Um, so I don't even think Lusto's been great defensively either, like he was last year. Right, he's averaging about 17 minutes per game, which is a little bit higher than what he averaged last year. But yeah, just just not getting those pucks in the in the net, and and like you said, Ryan Kachuk with only one goal. Although it's only one goal, his expected goals is around five. So you hope that number can get more relatively closer to the mean, which can get some Panthers some extra points, especially in these tighter games that that we know are coming. So. Mahura, Listerinen, Lundell, guys that have been underwhelming. And then Kirby went with Mikula, who's been outstanding, like like you said, and I agree. Ryan, you had said Sam Reinhart with eight goals, and I said Alexander Barkov with eight points in seven games. Both Barkov and Reinhardt are averaging just above 21 minutes a game, which if I were to just take a quick peek, got to be in the top 10 and forwards in the NHL as far as time on ice. So I'm going to give a shout out to Erod and Bob for on the positive side as well. Okay. Yeah. Bobrovsky has been, I think I put a, a little poll on my Instagram account um, in our group chat that uh, we have with the community. And I think about after about 250 votes, I think 85% were, they gave him a B grade. Um, yep. So his save percentage is above 900 for the time being at about 903 and three, three and one. And then Stolarz looked good in his one appearance. Uh, against the San Jose Sharks. So goaltending hasn't been to say... you got to consider with our defense, David. Well, that's the thing. Defense, yeah. Defense has obviously had some some moments where they've had some lapses. But overall, I think they've been allowing less than... I think I told you, Ryan, what was it? Under three goals a game, was it? like 2.88. 2.88 last time we talked. And I think that was before the Boston game. Um, So... To be honest, the defense has been like like most people say a B around a you know C plus range. Has it been where it's been a catastrophe? Oh, I'd say C, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it hasn't been necessarily a catastrophe. But you know the goals no. allowed are, are relatively lower than what they were last year for now. So we'll see we'll see what happens in these next few games. Um. So yeah, not sure if you guys wanted to add a little anything before we move on here. No. Okay. Again, just want to remind everyone of our sponsorship with Canesware. They've been great to us for now five months working together. A reminder that you can find them at canesware.com at 2655 South University Drive in Davie, Florida, 33328. Or you can call them at 954-835-5597. Davie, sore hours Monday through Sunday through Monday are 11 to 5 p.m. And Tuesdays through Saturday, 10 to 7 p.m. So open seven days a week at different hours throughout the, the week as well. They've got a lot of cool vintage Florida Panther stuff, a lot of vintage 47 hats, some nice uh, yoga pants, Ryan. I know you look good in those. So uh, some good stuff. Yeah, I'll to. Post a <laughs> so you'll post a picture of that. Some good stuff going yeah. up at Canesware and obviously very happy to continue our partnership with them. And then want to remind you guys of one more sponsor we have here from Raycon. Uh, I've, we've talked about the Raycon products before. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like everyday earbuds known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32 hour battery life and a perfect ear and fit for all day and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB and type C devices eight times faster. And their faucet filter ultra filters 
the water in, I'm sorry, the faucet filter ultra filters the water in your, in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must have for ensuring the water you have to wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features at, at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have ranked tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday spirit, Raycon is offering 20% off everything on their site with select products off at 50%. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buy, B-U-Y, Raycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. One last time, buy, B-U-Y, Raycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash THPN. So yeah, like we said, eight games into the season. Now the schedule, we talked about it in our last, in our preview show as well. Six of the eight games we played, guys, were against playoff opponents. So four, three, and one. Ryan, give me a grade of those eight games. A, um, B, or D, or F. I'll do four, three, and one. Let's go. Let's go B plus A minus ish. Okay. All right. I mean, we, we're missing two guys, like you know, two key pieces, and to still go four, three, and one, especially after the the start we had, you know, with that tough schedule, like you said. I mean, you can't ask for any. It was a rough start, but we've really bounced back. Yeah, before we go to Kirby here, the strength of schedule, the Panthers were ranked 10th per the, per the athletic as far as strength of schedule on games played to date. Their projected opponents that they face are projected to finish around 93 points for the season, which is ranked 10th in the NHL. First Cohen, uh, happens to be San Jose, where they've played opponents that are projected to finish with 101 points. So Panthers around 10th. I don't think it matters for them. <laughs> yeah, I don't it's think if insane. they play the easiest or not, they're going to be at the bottom. So Panthers around 10th as far as strength of schedule, to say the least, while the Boston Bruins and Vegas Knights, who happen to be the best teams as far as the records are, had the easiest. So Kirby, give me a grade as far as strength of schedule, how the Panthers have done with uh, with those eight games. Yeah, I'll give it probably a solid B, kind of where my attitude is at with the team too. Last year, as you know, David, you and I weren't really panicking as much as the fan base was. This year, the fan base is a lot more settled in. But I'm also settled in too. I think there's something that we've been lucky on though. Some defensive lapses in our own end. And we have got away. We're going to get into the Boston situation here in a second. But we've got away with a lot of penalties, um, holdings, boarding calls. I remember Kulikov, was it the one game he put someone through the end of the boards? And I think uh, OEL or Forsling did the same thing. We've got away with some things. And our special teams, I can't give us a full passing grade because I think five on five. Uh, offense we've been okay defensively we've been okay considering the injuries but five on five play has been good while our special teams play has been pretty awful so I can't give it too high of a grade but I also have to look at the expectations with the injuries and and different things like that but again um we've got away with a few things that haven't ended up in the back of our net I think the fan base would be a lot more upset especially against like you said these quality playoff teams if those pucks ended up in the back of our net so regardless of, you know, whether it's our forwards helping back, Bob making a timely save, you know, how good Bob was in that New Jersey game to give us the win there. So, you know, I think the results could be a lot worse. So we got to take the results for what they are, but hasn't been perfect hockey out there. And I hope when we're fully healthy, like we saw with Sam Bennett returning there the other night uh, momentarily, how good we really looked, not just offensively, but through all zones. So again, what does this team look like when we're fully healthy? Will we ever see that? Yeah, I mean, that first period that the Panthers had in Boston was probably the best yep. period they had 
uh, of those eight games. And like we mentioned a little bit earlier, Sam Bennett went down with that lower body injury. That sounds like it's going to be more than just day to day. Thankfully it's not season ending from what Maurice had said this uh, past few 24 hours with him being probably more of a week to week, maybe 10 to 14 days. He said it wasn't as, as uh, cynical as his injury he suffered in the preseason that kept him out for the first uh, just short of three weeks here. So hopefully it's maybe a two week injury that that kind of puts him at that time frame that maybe when Brandon Montour and Aaron Akbai come back, maybe Sam Bennett can come back as well. So yeah, like you guys said that obviously McAvoy, we know he got his four games, obviously a dirty hit. He had a, a one earlier on Verhage. So Ryan, I know you made a TikTok maybe saying that it should have been 10 games. Uh, how, how, do you, how do you feel about those those four games? Is it rightfully rightfully deemed uh, for McAvoy? I mean, that was to rile up the Boston fans, which <laughs> I succeeded at. I had a lot of comments, you know, saying, ooh, whatever. But, yeah, I mean, five games. The puck was long gone. There was no need for that, which they they clarified in their the video they sent out. The puck was gone. There was no need to do that. I mean, it was just a stupid play by McAvoy. Um, yeah, I would say four to five games is is definitely granted for that david yeah. i want your um thoughts on the panther season thus far in a second here but just to add on uh charlie mcavoy hit on oel i watched it later on because i had a, an event so i missed the third period so i saw it after and the twitter reaction late night so mm -hmm. i stayed up quite quite long reading all the tweets and the replies on it um initially i thought you know after looking at it four or five games was a fair assessment but just charlie mcavoy how he um gathered up speed and came in with that kind of like blindside hit you could say oel didn't have the puck like carter verhage did even though that hit was high on carter verhage as well and mcavoy does have some prior history um someone on twitter posted a hit in the columbus blue jacket game and then i heard a couple other scenarios where hornquist and i think michael bunting have taken a run at charlie before for being dirty out there on the ice mm -hmm. i think that was when hornquist might have been with pittsburgh but yeah he's got a little bit of a history and track record for sure now but yeah, I just didn't like that. And the thing that wasn't noticed, I don't know if it was mentioned on the broadcast or not. Um, Charlie McAvoy was engaging with OEL in front of the net a couple times before that run at him. So I don't know if there was something said there, or a little stick poke or something. So to me, I almost felt like that was premeditated. If you go back and watch, they were kind of entangled in front of the net because McAvoy was really jumping up in that shift and battling in front of the net there as a defenseman. So again, um, just, yeah, if everyone goes back and looks at it, give us your honest assessment but i'm happy that the league gave them the four to five games i didn't know if that was going to happen when they mentioned the phone hearing so i was a little hesitant on that that they were going to actually uh drop the hammer on them but i think it was a well-deserved for sure four or five game suspension yeah i'm with you guys there i know a lot of the comments that i had on instagram twitter and even in our discord were saying that's that's probably about right what it should have been like you said kirby uh just the intent was there to to cause injury throwing that shoulder or elbow into that high uh, area, upper body area of Ekman Larson, caught him straight in the mouth. So yeah, four games is merited. And yeah, to go back to your point, Kirby, like, like you guys said, I just think the, the injuries that we face and, you know, the special teams being the way it was, you could probably could be a little disappointed given some of the chances, especially that five minute power play that we had against Boston tied two to two, you know, you could have put the hammer down on them, maybe make it a three, two game in your favor, or maybe even add a few more with that five minute power play, you know, going the entirety of the five minutes. So you felt like there was a point lost there, maybe with two, you know, you're leading two zero as well, but you know, the pan, the, the, the players even expressed it, you know, to come out of Boston with only one point kind of felt like a bummer where in the past you were kind of like, wow, you know, we got a point that's a sigh of relief. So 
felt good. You know, the other games, obviously, New Jersey, Toronto, two top-end teams that figure to be at the top of the Atlantic – or, I'm sorry, the, the Eastern Conference. You get wins – back-to-back wins against those guys. you got to feel good. So, yeah, I'm kind of in the mix, mix with you guys. I'm not too bummed out with the 4-3, and three, but I'm also not too pleased with the 4-3-1. and one. Obviously, we know the Atlantic is going to be deep. At the current time of this recording, the Panthers are currently in sixth place uh, in the Atlantic with T- Toronto, Tampa, Montreal, Red Wings, and Boston ahead of them. So can't be too happy with where they are overall in the standings, but I think overall, if the Panthers continue to play the way they have, I think they'll be in good shape. You don't think you don't expect that Yeiser plan to continue as hot as it was Kirby, like we've called it for, for Detroit. And that's who we face. Um, I'm sure when you guys are listening to this tonight. Um, so yeah, I, I'll, I'll give it a B plus just based on, you know, like we said, some of the guys being out and some of the names we saw in there that maybe we didn't expect to see early on in the season, early into training camp. So I'll go with the B plus there. And like we said, these matchups that we play now over the next, uh, let's just call it, you know, three weeks, got to be probably one of the easiest stretches we have over the next, um, probably the rest of the season with only two of the next seven opponents being playoff teams last year, which were the Los Angeles Kings and the Carolina Hurricanes. We've got Detroit uh, probably on the day of this recording when you're listening. Then we've got at Chicago, Columbus. Washington, that Carolina game I mentioned, again, Chicago. Then you start that West Coast trip with San Jose, L.A., and Anaheim before coming home for that Edmonton game. So you've got a possible two, four, six, seven, eight, nine games with only two playoffs. Two of nine are playoff teams, right? Two of nine, so 18 points up to grab. If you can get 14, 13, 15 points, I think overall you'll be in excellent shape considering that's probably when the time frame will be when you get your horses back in the lineup. So probably like we've said, a good time to be four, three and one. And if you can capitalize and finish these next games, maybe six and three, six, two and one, something along those lines. And I think the overall mood when these, when we come back from that Anaheim trip will be a very, very positive um, output, I guess we could say from the fan base. So, Ryan, David, just, just look, David, just looking at that quickly, yeah. I think we've historically done well at Detroit, mm-hmm. but yes. at LA, not sure. a good barn for us sure. there. Oh, no. Yeah, LA is tough where Ryan, I don't know if you want to you mention it, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be at the uh LA Kings game on the 16th, I think. So mm-hmm. we're going on a road trip. <laughs> Ryan got a call in that night from Spaces, and then the 17th, we're doing a watch party, Ooh, a virtual night, watch Kirby. party. Virtual watch party. Are you going to be up that night, David? You're invited that's to come 10, by. Man. That's a 10.30 p.m. start Eastern time. So yep. for me, a, a 1 o'clock. That's the L.A. one, and then the 10 p.m. Eastern time. But on Friday night is the Ducks one. Yeah, so it's yeah. The, that one will probably be easier. But back. Yeah. But you got to remember, that'll be on a, on a back-to-back because we play Thursday and then a Friday yep. night at 10 o'clock with Fortnite coming out. I don't know, Ryan. I might be playing Fortnite. What the? You mean, uh, gets invited Fortnite's to the OG, watch Fortnite party? OG. David's like, nope. Fortnite OG. Ryan and I already got the plans for. Oh, I got the laptop up to watch the game. Do your hey. Fortnite on uh on the Edmonton night. You can stay home that night. Uh, yeah, Don't go yeah. to see McJesus there. Oh, and and I'll, I'll mention this. Um, uh, on the twelfth of November, which will be against Chicago, that will be my daughter's first. I guess we could say official game. So her first official game will be hopefully seeing a healthy Connor Bedard um on the 12th of november so that'll be her first game because it's a oh, one I thought she went to two last year the Alberta yeah game. but she was you know at her like one month two months age so oh, she wasn't okay. really into it so <laughs> she yeah. had the ear she had the earmuffs on 
Exactly. Oh, please. She's not that. into it still. Yeah, she's still not into it, but you know, she'll she's walked, she'll be walking around the arena, is what I'm saying, Ryan. I know you you gotta be careful with some some of those leaks that you saw uh over the weekend, Ryan. I know you filmed that. Do you want to speak on that oh. a little some leaks in, in the uh, Amaranth Bank leaks. arena? So yeah, I'll 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 start I'll uh oh. I'll start with my uh game day experience at the stadium. Okay. So I went to here. I went to the Toronto and Sh- Sharks game. Okay. So the what I liked about the stadium coming up from the Lexus parking, the steps, they painted it like a, a I believe a panther. The the paint job was pretty mm-hmm. cool out front. So I'll start there then walking into the stadium. You know, the roof was leaky against the Sharks. There was I posted it on Facebook, unbelievable. Um, you know, they were freaking out. Um, then um, I had a good Philly cheese steak, so that was good. Okay. So I'll, I'll give the food a little a little credit there for once. That was one good item I had. And then I had to hear the goal song. I hate it. <laughs> go, cats, go. It's horrible. I hope we never score another goal if they're going to keep playing that. So <laughs> something needs to be done. It's just, I don't know. They threw that. It sounds like they threw that together within like, you know, a day. And we're just like, all right, this is what, this is good. And no one thought it through. And then we sent it. So Kirby, I know you'll have quite a bit to say on that as well. Before you go in, um, I want to, it was, I think it's a Brazilian DJ that has that song, move your body. It's a combination a of his song <laughs> it's a combination of his song and then low go cats go um right after like right before the beat drops so kirby i'm sure you had a lot of people on spaces talk about it what were your overall uh saying what did people say on, on your spaces to, to share with our listeners yeah I, I said in the summer you know they were getting away from the individual goal songs i tweeted out and said the team goal songs coming in and everyone you know on twitter and on spaces they all want sweetness back and they want this or that, but that's usually the consensus there. But yeah, I don't think a lot of people have been happy. Um, fans that are, you know, at the games, coming back from the games, they're like, yeah, it's not really a vibe in the crowd. And it's kind of disheartening to hear that um, because, you know, that was the problem last year with the individual goal songs. And David said, because of the sound system, which is a lot better now, but last year it was mm-hmm. awful. It's like, what is this song? I can't hear it. And not the team not releasing the goal songs. Like Ryan's aware of Buffalo. They released all, all their individual team songs this year. So you knew what was coming when like Jeff Skinner scores, for example, and high school musicals right. playing or whatever song he has there. So again, it's not really like getting the crowd interaction into it. I know David, some people have said it's going to grow on people. That's been one of the things, but other people are like, that's very doubtful. And again, the, the information that I got was they came down to the 23rd hour on deciding what that goal song was. They were struggling consensus in the boardroom to decide what they were going to put out there. So I don't know. I think they were up against it on a timeline. They threw it out there and I would say what 75, 85% has been, negative feedback so far so david you i don't know how you feel hearing it and when the goal horn goes off because i know you put it on instagram and things like that yeah i mean like you said i just think it's something that's gonna have to grow on people that you know as more people get used to the song and the season goes on you know when kind of that go cats go part comes on the whole kind of arena kind of goes along with it where it kind of creates that atmosphere as the fans is one so yeah, at the start, I was a bit shocked because that was the song that they were using during the preseason without the whole Go Cats Go part in it. So it was kind of a bit of a teaser. Um, so they were the- testing it then at the time. Now yeah, Mickey Mouse, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of it, but like you said, Kirby, I just think it'll it'll give some time 
to grow on people. I mean, I'm sure the organization has read the tweets or whatever, or the Facebook meta posts or the X posts, you know, whatever they want to call them nowadays. Are you seeing the kids jump around with their hundred dollar big hats on and jumping around? I don't kids? know. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm either hugging my wife or, or trying to find Ryan to see where he is. I don't know where he's sitting nowadays. Well, oh, when please, Kirby. Monteur comes back, you can't be hugging your wife. You got to get good uh, film for me. <laughs> Kirby. Yeah, exact. Kirby, right when they score, his phone gets pulled out of his pocket. He doesn't even <laughs> celebrate. I give a hug. I give like a one arm hug, right? No, and you I use, don't. I use the so Ryan, you're saying my experience sitting next to David wouldn't be everything I imagine it would be if I'm sitting next to him. Check the clips. You can see, one. right? Where... So you're Check watching the clips. Me. No, I see right after they score, you're already hitting record. So I know, I know your move. Well, he does have a duty and service to the public there, but it's like, how engaged is he? I get what you're saying. I guess it could be like both sides of the argument. You know who has a duty to the public and doesn't do their job? Bally sports. I mean, I couldn't even watch the Boston game. Did you hear about that garbage? Kirby? I had some DMS into me that people are like, I didn't see the game at 2 AM in the morning. Can you tell me what happened? Kirby? So yeah, because yeah, Bally's was a joke and didn't the, some the server went down and it's an absolute joke. So maybe David, you know, could have we could have <laughs> used him there in Boston. <laughs> could have been filming it through a potato camera. Well, there were some Discord, IG live the whole game. <laughs> there were some Discord fans at the game, and then shout out to Matt from uh, Instagram. He was also at the game with his girlfriend or his fiance. I'm not sure. I don't remember which one. And uh, yeah, they they enjoyed the game. He he asked me if he should wear his Kachuk shirt or his jersey, and I told him go for it. So. Shout out to Matt. He always listens to, and he was at the Boston game. He lives in Boston. You remember Matt? He was the one that met us uh, at the Panthers game, Ryan. Remember um, outside of Panther yeah. land? Yeah. Matt. yeah my Ryan, ran, Ryan ran into someone from our community at Canes game. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I did. Nice. Nice. So yeah. We've had a lot of, we've had a lot of uh, fans out. I know some people are going to be in shout Chicago, Chicago this weekend, I think. And also we've got a few fans trying to go to DC, I think for that. Uh, That's game. right. I think there'll be some on spaces for that one, David. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, shout out to Kev. I met up with him at uh, at halftime of the game last Saturday. He he was saying, I don't want to, I don't want to call him out, but he he left the game early and then it went into overtime. I think he said he had to go to Tampa for something. So okay, tough. But yeah, Ryan, you mentioned a lot of people were complaining because they're like, I think the Bally Sports overall had like a a shutdown and they were trying to reboot the system, which obviously ran into the app and those that stream it on the app and stuff like that. So I know on cable, I think it was fine. I was able to watch um, comfortably, but I know a lot of people don't have cable nowadays. So uh, no complaints on my end. So yeah, overall, yeah um, I'll saying. just, I'll just give a complaint to sports net while I'm at it. Cause you guys get Bally down there. I barely get Bally. I had to listen to Jack Edwards the other night. Oh my God. He was awful, but he Good. did say that Charlie McAvoy would be, getting a call from the department of player safety so it was actually the one moment where jack edwards boston bruins announcer wasn't uh completely biased Mm. well that's good i know that there's been a lot of uh what did he call that when verhage scored a a oppenheimer no not oppenheimer uh oppenheimer no he said something like a hindenburg like way or something weird that guy he goes samson reinhardt like a lady that cuts your hair give me a haircut samson if i was reinhardt i'd have be having a talk with jack edwards after in the tunnel and be like cut this crap out no he does not care (laughs) no you should care he's been doing it for two three years now making fun of reinhardt on the air Reinhardt's worried about his media DM. can't be taking shots at players ryan i don't care if it's a local broadcast or not that thing is streamed across north america he took a shot in the playoffs he they they won it yeah they're celebrating like they won the cup right 
No, I'm, yeah, I'm saying we we knocked them out. Well, that was his shot back to Edwards. Oh, yeah, he's one. like, what did he say after the end of the game? Throw the cat off the building or yeah, something. Off the, the cliff, off the cliff. Off the cliff, off the cliff. Post Some... the pet cemetery with the kid going off in the wheelchair, I guess. Congrats, Crazy Boston. Boston fans. We'll see them soon. I think we play them towards the uh, end of Yeah, the McDavid uh, homestand. Oh, yeah, yeah, towards the end, That'll right be before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Have some stuffing. <laughs> so, yeah, I hope, you, I hope everyone had a – a uh, good holiday over the over the week with Halloween and stuff like that. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Ryan Kirby, thank you for joining me uh, tonight. And, and I'm sure most of you are listening the day of the Detroit Red Wings game. Uh, hope the Panthers can get a good start to that, that little uh, section we talked about with nine games against uh, two playoff teams. So really hoping for good success for the Panthers here now. Hopefully get some bodies, some more bodies back relatively soon or some news on them coming back and nothing goes um the other way as far as them getting into practice and, and getting into that conditioning. So Ryan Kirby, any last words yep. before we wrap One up? One last thing for me Thanks. really quickly. Um, of course, tomorrow night or whenever you're listening to this, the time of recording will be live after the Detroit game. So catch up with us on Twitter X spaces for post game. I just want to give a shout out to my boy, Santo Keenan from the Charlotte checkers, seven games played this year, seven assists defenseman of the month down there in Charlotte. That's my guy. Okay. Ryan, not sure if you wanted to talk a little fantasy before we go, or you want me to bring that up real quick. Is that your new mentor, Kirby? Uh, Keenan and Josh Davies, as people DM me today, said, Kirby, I know that's your guy. Congrats. So those are my two guys. Josh Davies, he's lighting it up in the dub right now, I think, and Santu Keenan. Again, if we need someone to run a power play, he's capable. Oh, no, 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 no. Not yet, not yet. What uh? Right. My last call on that fantasy. was uh, ten out of ten. So yeah, quickly you're on here on fantasy. What are your thoughts on our picks here and also in our league? So in our league, um, I need to make a move. So Kirby, I like if if Kirby wants you know Jack Hughes. Uh, I got Jack Hughes. Remember in our podcast mini pool league, and that's a tight race right now. I wanted yes for Brett from you and a couple other guys, but you never really responded with any counters there. Cause I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I, I had to, I like to make it, it myself. Yeah, but I'll take hey, you know Jack and Dylan a bit. I added Huberto. Um, mm-hmm. who else did I add? I added uh, Heedle from the Rangers. There, mm-hmm. you know, I've been wheeling and dealing a little bit. Well, here. I I took a I took an L to Lex there, and I'm in a tough matchup. I think with David, I got a really tough strength of schedule. Not to get off on a football rant, but Ryan's running the football league right now at the top. Oh, I have gosh, like as many so points as Ryan oh, down okay, there at the okay. bottom of the league. It's like Ryan has these horseshoes and lucky charms. Horseshoes. Kirby. I'm with you, Kirby. If yeah. you want to give me, you know, maybe uh Matt Boldy, Rupe Hints, like we could talk Jack Hughes. You know, you you get on Barkoff for being sick all the time, Ryan. Boldy's been really soft here. He's given me more uh fine. games out than he has games in. He ain't on my team yet, unless you want Hughes. So <laughs> so I'm gonna say offers maybe well, that I'll put Boldy in a Hughes offer for sure, yeah, but I know I you'd want Boldy. more than that, you know. Hey, yeah. and, and your dry sidle offer was pretty sad too. I got an offer for dry sidle oh, um, that consisted of Noah Dobson and Matthew Kachuk. I had to think about that one. That was a good offer. Uh, okay, okay. Good offer. Yeah. I know. Guys. That's what oh, the baseline is. Sean okay. Dursey. Sean Dursey's been excellent this year. Sorry, Ryan. No, no, that's what I, all right. That's, that's, now I know that was the offering you were thinking about. I'll maybe think of something for dry sidle. Okay. <laughs> hey, 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 Kirby, you, you like Stutzel, huh? Stutzel, he's a good guy. Ryan, I like a lot of the fours that you drafted. Stutzel, you could say to everyone, Hughes, a lot of good picks there. And you shouldn't sell low on Hughes. I'm just curious why, what your angle is on trying to sell Jack Hughes. Who I'm not selling low on him. He wants no, the, but he like wants even selling him at all. 
I need some more depth. I need some more depth in my team. I have a really underperforming guys that it's pissing me off. (laughs) Yeah, we have a really. These are sixty point guys last year that are just you know doing nothing right now. Like the power from from Whitehorse or what is it? The workhorse from Whitehorse. No, he's not an issue. He he has some points. It's more like uh, Zebras, Baneers. Those those kind of guys are just struggling. Yeah. Yeah. To recap, he's going through it right now. Baneers a good player, but he's going through it right now. Yeah. To recap our our podcast kind of point projection, we're we're last time I checked was on Monday. We were all within one point of each other with our five players, and I know Pedersen had a pretty good night the other night, so that might put me mm-hmm. right right ahead of you guys, if not right uh, tied again. Um, and then yeah, like you guys said in our fantasy hockey league, uh, I'm currently two and one. Lex, who's a big follower of ours and, and big part of the community, is also two and one. My wife is one and two. Cody's two and one. Kirby sitting at one and two, Brendan one and two. The only one that's undefeated so far is Ga- is Gators. Andres three and zero, oh. uh, Nick two and one, Adam two and one, Clayton at one and two, Ryan also at one and two, and then John Acosta, the national anthem singer for the Panthers, oh, no. sometimes zero oh, and three. So the oh, only John one. is doing really good in the football league. Yes, yeah, he's, yeah, John, because Bale. he's got two. Uh, Two and Tyreek. There were there were some rumblings today on 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 some football trades, but I, I couldn't accept it. So oh. I'll, I'll tell you guys. I haven't looked there. on the football side. And a shout out to David on PD stock. He kind of like grabbed that off of me from last year. But David's got PD what in our FLA cats. Everything. I have him in everything. And, the mm-hmm. and he's on a contract year, right? And I Vancouver. Looked at that a little closer. Vancouver was my team to watch, and so yeah. far so good. They've been. Uh, yeah, Vancouver is your so team to watch. Great. Mine were uh, Arizona, Ottawa. Not bad. Not bad. Ottawa's in a hell of a trouble now. With <laughs> there, there's more drama off the jail talk. Yeah, that's hey, for, Kirby. That's for a whole. You're saying you didn't look at football, but you better because you're playing me this week. So I don't want to hear the horseshoe. So we'll right. see. Oh, all right. Well, okay, just take that comment back about. for right now. But just look at the points <laughs> for. Just look at the points for Ryan. I it is you got to play head to head now. Ryan is six and two, and Kirby is two and six, and Kirby has more overall points than Jeez. Ryan. Well, Wow. It doesn't now, matter because I'm in this Mickey six. Mouse League, eight out of the ten teams make the playoffs. Me right? and Kirby yeah, there's battling. gonna be people upset, David. These first and second seeds, if you or I squeak in, or even Cody that's at the bottom in the football league, if we knock one of these powers out at the top, yeah, we're, oh, we're, we're, we're gonna, gonna need there. some help. Me, you, and Cody are at a battle for for last. But you look at our teams, and I'm like, how the heck is my team two and six? But I have I by far and Cooper Cup. I have by Cooper. far the most points against. I have almost over three hundred points against than Ryan does in the same amount of games played. This is ridiculous. I mean, there's, David, there's David's four, going four, with no goal, David's going with no goalie strategy again mm-hmm. in the hockey league. Trade, with just Jojo. Jojo, I told you guys he's a, he was the Mister Irrelevant in the fantasy draft, and he's a number one goalie as far as points in fantasy. Is he? Oh, yes. What I told is happening? I told you guys. All right, you're going to be in big trouble when Vasilevsky comes back. That's fine. I'll make adjustments. I will make adjustments. He doesn't care. He picks goalies up from overseas or from the KHL and just puts them in his line. I go a game-by-game basis. Darcy Kemper was playing the Sharks. Pick up Darcy Kemper. Uh, Who was it that was playing the Sharks? I think someone – oh, the backup for Carol, oh, Ranta, Ranta was playing the Sharks. Pick yeah. up Ranta. So I'm just, I'm just wheeling. I think he puts Eric Carlson in a forward slot position. I Eric think he Carlson. does a modify there. Big night. The he had a big turnover against Anaheim, but that doesn't affect my fantasy team. So oh, he's had a lot mean, of turnovers and a lot of bad plays. It doesn't it matter to my me. eyes when I'm watching him play. That's what. That's it fine. Affects. As long as I see some points at the end of the night, and I wake up with Carlson swagger, some few points. Well, there's been a lot of quiet nights on that. No, no <laughs> swagger in a lot of nights. <laughs> 
So yeah, obviously fun fun to talk to fantasy and the community is always uh, always warm enough to share their insights throughout the Discord and all that stuff. So again, we want to appreciate you guys for listening and obviously the season continuing to go and the support that we've had throughout so many different avenues that we've been able to become a part of. Ryan also with the TikTok end. So I know Ryan's having fun there. Kirby controlling the spaces and the audio after post game. So I want to thank you guys always, as always, just being such a, a great part of the community. And I know as the season continues, we'll be continuing to grow and hopefully some more wins around the corner. So uh, I want to thank you all for listening. Ryan Kirby, thank you for joining me on this great day and a wonderful day to be a Panthers fan. And hopefully the Panthers can get a big win and we can come home and talk about some more Panthers W on the next time. So Ryan Kirby, thank you all for, thank you for being with me tonight. And thank you all for listening. As always, likes, reviews, and comments and follows are always appreciated. And make sure to check out our sponsors at SeatGeek, THPN DraftKings, THP, THPN Raycon, and of course, Caneswear. So until the next time, as always, let's go Cats, let's go Panthers, and vamos Gatos.